And we're live. Thank you guys for coming once again. <clears throat> so as I'm sure you guys have probably seen on the um on the on the thumbnail of this video, I was hoping to talk about the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. I hope I spelled the guy's name right. Um B R E T. I don't know if it has two T's or one T. Anyway, I don't know. Here's the thing, okay? I, usually I don't get into politics on my main channel because it only serves to divide people. It only serves to <clears throat> to separate people from my point of view, from me, um, to alienate my audience, you know? I say I like this politician and all of a sudden half my audience hates me for it. Um, and politics has its own extremism to it um i would like to address politics at some point like on my main channel but i, I i'm just really nervous about doing it so anyway I, either way i'll address politics here um just to give you guys an idea of where my pol where i am politically i voted for bernie sanders i was a voting uh, i'm sorry i was a bernie sanders supporter um I was a really big fan of his, and I was extremely disappointed when what felt like Hillary stole the nomination from Bernie. That's that's what it felt like, and that's what it looked like to me. Um, but when the general election rolled around, I voted for Hillary. It was not fun or easy or enjoyable. She's just a, you know, a, a run-of-the-mill politician. I mean, she she makes backroom deals and she does messed up stuff and and all of that. She's just as bad as any other politician in D.C. as far as I'm concerned. But she was better than Donald Trump is how I saw it. So I voted for her. Um... Either way, I live in West Virginia, and literally every single county was solidly red. Every district, every everything, the entire state was solid red. Not a single blue vote, um, not, not a single blue district in this state. So. <clears throat> so now you guys know where I'm coming from with this. Um, I, I'm, I, I don't know that I call myself a Democrat. I don't think I'd call myself a Democrat. But I'm definitely... Uh, progressive. That being said, with Brett Kavanaugh, I feel like these allegations coming from this woman were from a very long time ago, and they are... Um, I, I feel like we, we live in a society that is innocent until proven guilty, is how it's supposed to be. Ideally, that's what it's going to be, right? Innocent until proven guilty. And I feel like condemning this guy solely off of the word of one person with zero evidence to support it. I mean, it's just he said, she said is, is the, the situation we find ourselves in right now, right? It's a he said, she said situation. <clears throat> and I feel like condemning this guy over a he said, she said situation that's, from, that's 35 years old is a bad idea 
I don't think that we should be condemning people like that um, with with basically no evidence. Now, you know, as time has gone on, there has been more evidence. You know, more accusers have come forward, uh, character witnesses to talk about his bad behavior uh, when he gets drunk, when he gets drunk, things like that. His college roommate talking about how he acts when he gets drunk, how drunk he gets, things like that. Um, so there is, you know, there is more evidence to support it now. But there was just like a witch hunt out for the guy when this started. When this, when this whole thing started, I was on the side of innocent until proven guilty, period. Not that I didn't believe this Blasey Ford chick, um, but I know something about flashbulb memories, and she's like a, a psychologist, so I'm surprised at her that she claimed to be 100% sure that it was him, knowing what she purports to know about memory and how it works. There was a... Um, there was an article, uh, uh, actually it was a, a scientific experiment done on 9-11 witnesses, people who were there to witness 9-11 as it happened, right? So they talked to them a week after the events unfolded. So like 9-18 or whatever. Um, it, I don't know how many, it was like like 15 people or something they talked to a week after, and then they talked to them a year after the event unfolded and they asked them questions about um what they remember specifically and what it came down to basically is their each person's story a week after was completely different from their story a year after like they were filling in details that they didn't have before that were completely inaccurate I mean, they they were mistaking people and and just completely messing the whole thing up. That's just a year after. That's just how memory works. It is faulty, period. You cannot rely on memory or eyewitness testimony. It's the weakest form of evidence in most cases. And here we have this woman who who is a psychologist, 35 years after this event, is claiming to be 100% sure it was this guy in this room, this, this, that, that. She's 100%. That is ridiculous to me. Absolutely ridiculous. I do not buy it. I don't buy her confidence. She is confusing some detail about that story. I'm 100% sure about that because that's how the human brain works. She's confusing a detail about it. Um, whatever that detail may be, and she's purporting to be 100% accurate, 100% sure. Um, that's concerning to me. I refuse to accept that this guy is, is guilty just on her word. Now, do I want him on the Supreme Court? No. It's too late now. He's on the Supreme Court. I did not want him on the Supreme Court. I mean, good, say goodbye to abortion rights. Say goodbye to all kinds of stuff that that's really going to damage society. It's really going to do tangible harm to society to have him on, on the court. Do I think that this is how the Democrats should have gone about keeping him off the court? No, that is dirty. 
And who knows? Maybe they didn't plan that. Maybe, I mean, they did hold on to the accusation for a couple of weeks before releasing it. Um, and so that leads me to believe that it was at least, at least the timing of it was politically motivated. Should those accusations have come out? Yes, they should have come out. She should have, um, you know, turned it over to the FBI. She should have talked to everybody, uh, gone through all those steps, because if he's actually a predator, then we want to know. I want to know that. Um, and you know what? If, if it wasn't politically motivated, fine. I mean, this is a fine time to do it, as fine a time as any, as long as it wasn't politically motivated. But um, I've come to realize that a lot of the time this stuff is politically motivated and just crucifying somebody and destroying his reputation with zero evidence zero evidence is disgusting to me now like i said um you know we've seen people we've seen more people come forward this, i mean we do have a level of evidence that we didn't have when all of this started so i i'm more willing to accept that he probably is you know extremely aggressive at the very least and probably did sexually assault her uh, or others. I'm willing to accept that's probably what happened at this point. But I did not like to see a lot of the talk show hosts that I really like to watch and a lot of the, you know, the the famous political commentators and, and all those other people jumping on the bandwagon of just destroying this guy because that's what Democrats are doing. I do not like that. I do not like falling in line politically. I don't like it at all. So uh, just try to use some logic in that whole thing. Anyways, that's all I had to say about the Brett Kavanaugh thing. Kind of disgusting to me how <clears throat> it's like a kangaroo court. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that before, heard that term. Um, uh, let me just look it up here real quick. A kangaroo court, an unofficial court held by a group of people in order to try someone regarded, especially without good evidence, as guilty of a crime or misdemeanor. That is a kangaroo court if I have ever seen one. Um, the, the, the court of public opinion. You know, that guy is now forever labeled a sexual predator, whether he was one or not. It, you know, at this point, I think he probably is a little bit, you know, he, he's probably guilty in some way. But hypothetically speaking, let's just say that was a political ploy because, you know, those political ploys happen all the time. Now, this guy's reputation, I mean, not Kavanaugh's, but some somebody's anybody's anybody's reputation who's been crucified by one side or the other. Now their reputation's completely destroyed for the rest of their lives. They're labeled a sexual predator for the rest of their lives. Anytime you Google this person's name, it's going to come up with sexual allegations, even if they're innocent, 100% innocent. That hurts me. I mean, that hurts on the inside to know that. It's just so sad that it's that easy to destroy somebody. Anyway. So, that, yeah, there were a couple other things I wanted to talk about. Um, in addition to the Kavanaugh stuff, I was, uh, I was just working on a, uh, a video the other day, right? So a lot of you guys have told me about 
the music I use and how you, you know, seem to love the music. Um, one of the songs I commonly use is called Ether by Silent Partner, right? And actually, that's a question I get a lot, interestingly enough, because it's in the description of every video that I put out. It's at the bottom. Uh, music by... Or I, I put music colon ether by Silent Partner. And... Um, yeah, so I've been using that song for like a long time. I think a year, maybe more. And it's a really good song. I like it, but I felt like I was kind of getting a little bit burned out on it, right? So I I got this new song. It's called CMA. Or I'm sorry, it was called Small Losses by CMA. And it's actually a really mellow, chill, good song. I'm actually a pretty big fan of it. Um, but come to find out, I... I think it was like, what, so today's Sunday, I think it was Thursday, I released a video on Thursday. When I uploaded it, that video was hit with a content ID claim. So apparently, the group that wrote the song, Small Losses, CMA I guess, they set up content ID to claim that song. Uh, interestingly enough, I probably use it in uh, I don't know, out of the 250, 300 videos that I have on YouTube, I probably use it in 50 of them. So it's a pretty good chunk of of footage that has that song in it. But interestingly enough, I was going to say, they don't actually, they didn't content ID claim any of the videos that already had it. So I was wondering to myself, like, I guess they don't have the content ID bot going around to all the old videos to claim they just check the new videos that are uploaded for any of that stuff <clears throat> which is lucky because cma the writers of that song they could probably get a pretty penny out of me um if they decided to try to claim my videos but honestly i'd probably just take the videos down rip their music out put in a new song that's what and re-upload that's probably what i'd end up doing um, I mean, I, I have nothing against this group making money off of me using their music. That's not a problem for me. My problem is that I spent 12 to 16 hours sometimes on this video. Research and drawing and, and scripting and recording and editing. And this group is going to just slide right in, out, out from under me, grab every penny that video makes. Now, um, I understand they don't want their music made. The or, I'm sorry, they d I understand they don't want their, their music used in a video that I made. The solution is not giving them every penny that video makes. The solution is just taking it out, I mean, to me. So, anyways, the problem with... Um, the problem with like with copyrighted music and, and and images and things like that is somebody suggested I go to like audiojungle.com or something, right? Audiojungle.com, I think Logic suggested that to me like forever ago. And it seems to be a pretty decent website. It it looks pretty legit. But I basically if I'm using a song from that website if there is a video that is live with that song in it, 
I have to pay Audio Jungle $5 per month until that video is off of the internet. And something really fundamentally bothers me about that. What if, hypothetically, I mean, this isn't going to happen, but say in five years, you know, my YouTube channel has gone downhill and I, I don't know, there's some big scandal or something, I just, and I just walk away from it all or whatever, right? Doesn't matter. I, if those videos are still up, I have to pay $5 a month or whatever it is to Audio Jungle until the end of time or take the videos down. I just don't want to be trapped paying that amount for the rest of my life, literally for the rest of my life. I'd rather just find a, a free shitty song and make it work. Um, but, you know, honestly, Ether by Silent Partner, I don't think that's a shitty song. That one was royalty free. I think that's a good song. Although, like I said, I'm getting a little burned out on it. I do want to find another song. Um, I, I don't know. It's a lot harder to find music than one would think, interestingly enough. But anyways, um, so yeah, I don't know. I actually found uh, Ether by going through... Um, <clears throat> I was going through YouTube's little, um, what do you call it? When I uploaded my video, I, I was, uh, there's like a music section. If there's no music in your video, then you can upload the video and then pick a song from YouTube's royalty-free library. And Ether was one of those songs that was listed as royal, royalty-free. I thought that was pretty cool, actually. But uh, anyway, yeah. So I'll tell you what. Um, I just talked for like a really long time. So why don't we just kind of glance through the My Book of Bible Stories a little bit. Because this is a really interesting book to me. Uh, and it's definitely worth the read. So I think we left off on the flood to Egypt. Uh, I'm sorry, the flood to the deliverance from Egypt. Now, I mentioned last time that in the Bible, as far as I can remember, it's been a while since I read it, but as far as I can remember... Um, Noah and his family got off of the ark. Everybody's dead. Not a person on the, on the face of the earth except for them. They get off the ark, and then they go talk to the Egyptians. That's what I remember about it. Oh, um, and before we continue on, I did just want to mention one thing about comments. Um, as I'm sure you guys have surmised, I can't sit here and read every comment while doing the podcast, but I actually do go back through the podcast usually and give it a listen to make sure like the audio sounds good and things like that. And I read the comments as I go through usually. So I, chances are high that I will see your comment if you do comment um, on the podcast. Anyway, okay, let's give this a read. Only eight people survived the flood, but in time they increased to number many thousands. Then 352 years after the flood, Abraham was born. We learn how God kept his promise by giving Abraham a son named Isaac. Then, of Isaac's two sons, Jacob was chosen by God. Jacob had a big family of twelve sons and some daughters. Jacob's ten sons hated their younger brother, Joseph. Wow. And sold him into slavery in Egypt. Later, Joseph became an important ruler of Egypt. When a bad famine came, Joseph tested his brothers to see whether they had a change of heart. Finally, Jacob's whole family, the Israelites, moved to Egypt. This happened 290 years after Abraham was born. Yeah, okay, so make note of this here. It says, 
When a bad famine came, Joseph tested his brothers to see whether they had a change of heart. Um, blah, blah, blah. Joseph became an important ruler of Egypt. Okay, so for those of you who remember the 2016 election, back to politics. Get ready. Uh, ben Carson <coughs> was running for president, almost certainly just trying to boost his own book sales and things like that. But that's fine, whatever, and whatever you want to do. But anyway, he... I. <sighs> I don't know if you guys watched any of his talks um, around that time, but he was talking about the pyramids. So he's Seventh-day Adventist, and he's talking about how he believes that the pyramids were used to store grain. Um, he thinks that uh, during these famines that the Bible talks about, uh, he thinks that Joseph stored grain in the pyramids. Because of what the Bible says specifically. There's no evidence of that. In fact, it's ridiculous. There's evidence against that idea. And the guy embraces it anyways because he takes the Bible as fact. He accepts whatever it says as fact. That is ridiculous to me. I mean, if if you want to take the Bible and read it and, and pull... Uh, moral value from it. I don't think there's much to be pulled, but okay, if that's your thing, be my guest. I, If you want to read it and just appreciate the literary value, fine. I can, I can accept there's some literary value. The moment you start saying there are, you know, th there are facts in this book, that this book is a book of facts, that is ridiculous. It's disgusting. It's stupid. And I don't respect that idea at all. So anyway, um, FYI, Ben Carson does that a lot. He kind of believes that the Bible is full of facts. So that's, that's stupid as shit to me. I'm sorry. For the next 215 years, the Israelites lived in Egypt. After Joseph died, they became slaves there. In time, Moses was born, and God used him to deliver the Israelites from Egypt. In all, 857 years of history are covered in part two. Okay. Interesting. So they're saying part two includes uh, everything from the moment they stepped off the ark to uh, when Moses was born. I think that's what they're saying in this book. 857 years of history um, between those two times. Interesting. Okay. The first rainbow. Let's give this bit a read. Do you know the first thing Noah did when he and his family came out of the ark? He made an offering or a gift to God. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm Okay, so the Bible story book, this book, Jehovah's Witnesses had this book on cassette tape. It was bright yellow cassette tapes. Let me look it up. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, my book of Bible stories cassette tapes. Oh, my God. This is so old school. My Book of Bible Stories on cassette and Kingdom Melodies on cassette. Um, I used to listen to My Book of Bible Stories on cassette all the time. And right now what I'm doing, I'm reading with the same inflection that the the cassette tapes had. Oh, man. I, I didn't even realize I was doing that. I've been doing that this whole time. Okay. He made an offering or a gift to God. You can see him doing this in the picture below. Noah offered this gift of animals to thank God for saving his family from the great flood. 
Do you think Jehovah was pleased with the gift? Ugh, there's a cringe again every time I see that name, Jehovah. Yes, he was. And so he promised Noah that he would never destroy the world again by, by a flood. Soon the land was all dried off, and Noah and his family began a new life outside the ark. God blessed them and told them, You must have many children. You must increase in numbers until people live all over the earth. But later, when people would hear about the great flood, they might be afraid that a flood like that would happen again. So God gave something that would remind people of his promise never to flood the whole earth again. Do you know what he gave to remind them? It was a rainbow. A rainbow is often seen in the sky when the sun shines after it's rained. Rainbows have many beautiful colors. Have you ever seen one? Do you see the one in the picture? Okay, here. This is... Um, Here's my uh, uh, one big problem I have with this. First of all, I went to the Creationist Museum, I'm sorry, the Creationist Museum fairly, uh, fairly recently, and Ken Ham was selling shirts that said, take the rainbow back, or some stupid shit like that. And it was like an anti-gay shirt, basically. That, that really gets to me. But that aside, I am wondering if these people actually know how a rainbow works um do they do they know what causes a rainbow do they realize that it's a fact that it's light shining through the water and and getting refracted i seriously doubt they realize this they just look at it and say wow look at that god made that for us or at the very least they're telling that to children obviously and trying to get the children on board with that idea this is what God said. I promise that never again will all people and animals be destroyed by a flood. I am putting my rainbow in the clouds. And when the rainbow appears, I will see it and remember this promise of mine. Okay, so God needs a visual reminder. I'm putting my rainbow in the clouds. And when the rainbow appears, I'll see it and remember this promise of mine. God needs a visual reminder so he doesn't forget not to kill people uh, through a certain method. Okay, so when you see a rainbow, what should it remind you of? Yes, God's promise that he'll never destroy the world again by a great flood. This would be comical if it weren't so goddamn sad. <laughs> oh my God, okay. Men build a big tower. This one is about the Tower of Babel, I guess, or Babel, or whatever the hell you want to call it. Anyway, um, hey, Baphomet, do you have any questions for me by chance? I do. I was actually in the middle of typing one. Um, Perfect. I'll go ahead and ask that one first because I find it the most interesting. Okay. Uh, Sierra DeFlora on YouTube asks, "Do my bad? Do men suffer as much as women do under religion? Do men suffer as much as women do under religion? Um, hmm. No, I, I would say they don't. Religion as a whole, um, generally is very patriarchal. Uh, I remember when I was in, um, when I was in some psychology classes back in college, it was during the big SJW scare of 2016. And I remember them talking about um, patriarchies throughout history, like, like various cultures that were patriarchies run by men. And when I saw that word patriarchy, I cringed. I was like, oh my God. Don't say that word unironically, please. But but in all seriousness, really, I mean, religious, a lot of, like, Christianity is a patriarchal 
culture and society. Um, it's run by men mostly. And it's, uh, you know, it, it oppresses women a lot of the time. Like the verse, I think it's like second Timothy two twelve. Uh, I either second Timothy or, or first Timothy, one of those two, um, says, I shall not suffer a woman to teach or something like that. Right. And that verse has been used to hold down women for millennia, not, not just preventing them from teaching, but preventing them from doing all kinds of stuff and even killing them if they do decide to teach or, or whatever. So no, I, I would say men don't suffer as much as women or have not suffered as much as women, at least historically, in religion. Um, but everybody suffers. Religion is, in my experience, the source of a lot of pain. Uh, a lot of unnecessary pain. So, anyway. Okay, got another question? Uh, yes, Chara S. Moss wants to know, have you ever heard of Fusion Fall? Fusion Fall. I feel like that's a game or something. No, I don't think I have. But um, I'll take a look at it, interestingly. Or let me see. Uh, Fusion Fall. Let me just... Let me just check the Google machine here. Retro, huh? No, I don't know much about it. Um, Fusion Fall Legacy. Oh, wait. Is it a, uh, a TV show? I guess it's a TV show or something. No, I don't know much about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, they said it was a game, but I don't know okay. much about it either, so I can't help. Okay, okay. <laughs> Got any more questions? Uh, a question from Josh N. on YouTube. Will we ever get a podcast where Crate is active in it and not just answering questions? Also, could we get an Alpha Force Zero cameo? Mm. Interesting question. Very, very interesting question. Um, I don't think that Crate really likes doing the podcast. I don't think she likes being um, in front of people, quote unquote. And honestly, it kind of stresses me out. Like, I get really anxious sometimes before the podcast starts. I'm like, oh my God, you know how many people are going to be watching this? I'm like sweating. And in reality, it's really not that many people that watch this. It's mostly, I mean, I just started this so I could talk to fans you know i mean I, I i was told i wasn't getting in the voice chat often enough and hanging out with fans often enough so i decided i was going to schedule a time so that i could talk to fans and i was like you know what maybe other people would enjoy listening to me talking to the fans so i decided to start a podcast channel where people could go and listen that's how it started in the first place um it does make me nervous sometimes to be on the podcast and and uh, and to talk to people and things like that, but um, yeah, a lot of other people they don't like doing that. Crate doesn't like doing that. Um, a lot of people just don't like being in front of people. So I don't know. I'm thinking about finding a a permanent co-host, somebody who I can sit here and talk to and chit chat with. I would like to to do that at some point i don't know it's on the list I'm, I'm i'm thinking about it and as far as the alpha force zero cameo goes yes except she is with her grandma on sunday nights that's why i chose sunday nights for the podcast was because she wouldn't be here 
while I did the podcast. You wouldn't have to sit in a room and be super quiet or anything, right? Um, so yeah, one of these days I'll get her on the podcast, but I specifically scheduled it around her not being here. So I don't know, it'll have to be some special occasion. Anyway, um, do you have one more question for me? Uh, PJ, I'm not going to read the whole name, um, because I can't pronounce one of the words. PJ asks, why do some denominations hate Jews? Why do some denominations hate Jews? That's interesting. There is like this big, like divide in Christianity over Judaism, over Jewish people. So half the people think Jews are evil and killed Jesus and will be the death of us all. And the other half think that Jews are God's chosen people and they're special and we have to take care of them and all of this other stuff. To me, they're just regular people. I mean, there's literally nothing special about these people. They are no different than me or you. Um, and that's kind of how Jehovah's Witnesses view it for the most part. I mean, they, they view them equally as wrong as every other false religion out there, quote unquote. I mean, that's how that's how they would say it. But yeah, there's like this this divide, especially in the U.S. Half of the politicians are, well, actually, most of the politicians stand for Israel and stand with Israel, want to prop them up and support them and give them bombs and help them fight a war and all this other junk. But half of the people think Israel is special because they're God's chosen people. The other half think they're evil because they killed Jesus. It's just religious bullshit to me. It's all just religious bullshit. But what can you do? You know, I mean, there's really nothing you can do but fight that kind of extremism. That view of Jewish people, of Judaism, that's an extremist view. Viewing them as anything other than regular people is extremist. Um, okay, so I'm going to go on to guests now. I'm actually a little bit late going on to guests. Uh, Baphomet, I think the first person is legalized. Is that right? It is, and legalized is online. Sweet. Okay, let's unmute him. Hey, are you there? Can you hear me? <clears throat> yeah, hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. So uh, we've never talked on the podcast before, have we? No, we have not. So what religion are you? Are you still religious? or? I am actually a Catholic. Currently? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so tell me about that. Like, did you grow up as Catholic or? Uh, yeah, but I did have a period. I, I kind of wanted to do some, a little bit of research because I kind of just like, eh, I'm blindly accepting my parents. Right. So, and I kind of did that a little bit, looked around, and I thought a lot of other religions were extreme to like a point that like I can't morally do some stuff. Like some, I, I feel like, a lot of them are really like they treat people who are different bad, like uh, sure. women specifically. Not different, but you know what I mean. Sure, right? sure, I'm with you. And I feel that uh, from what I've seen in Catholicism, it's it's pretty pretty equal at least at this point in time. Historically, I'm pretty sure it has been for a decent amount of time too. Very interesting. Okay, so I guess that that kind of means that your branch of Catholicism or your church hasn't really been like on the extreme end of things. Is yeah, that fair and to I say? I think th- that varies dif- the different, uh, like the actual like community that you're in yeah. quite a bit, which is uh, interesting because a lot of people 
uh, Catholics. I, I just because what I know, I've mm. seen who in different communities will go and follow extremely anti-Catholic beliefs and stuff in right. their communities. And I find that very strange. Really? Anti-Catholic beliefs? In what way? Do you know? Oh, gosh. So um, there's some places, like I've been, Catholic communities where they're uh, they're like okay with abortion. Mm. You know, like that's a very anti-Catholic belief because sure. Catholics believe that this, there's a soul right at con- the point of conception, you know? Yeah. And uh, that, like stuff like that. Uh, Man, put, it's hard to think of specific examples. No, right I'm with now, you. I mean, like, that makes you know sense. I mean? So you're saying things that are like fundamentally Catholic are. Yeah, I like mean, people, they're practicing this. Yeah. Stuff. Um, if I may interject, uh, I'm also ex-Catholic to the point I have uh, polycystic ovarian. You know, something like that. I get cysts on my ovaries, and I had to start birth control at 14, and my mom threw a fit about it because oh, you were Catholic. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. So do you have like any kind of opinion on that legalize? What do you think of that? that oh, uh, I was I was going to say that remind me. I think I remember one other point uh, Baphomet talked like on a previous podcast yeah. after the podcast. She talked about how her something about her mother. But um, I, I think like that that's just messed up because it's you can use things as medicine. I sure. I don't see anything wrong with that. Sure, sure. So, so use birth control doesn't mean you're uh, sexually active. Okay, so you're okay with birth control as long as it's like for as medicine. Yeah, I mean, can it be used for like what? What's what's the thing that's not for preventing pregnancy? Oh gosh, that's like there's actually um kind of my mom's opinion is uh she the only reason she really let me start birth control is one because it was uh, a major part of my health at the time and two is because uh of uh, more or less catholic chastity which it's not super enforced but she kind of expected it interesting all right so Uh, i was just thinking because uh of another example of uh people who don't follow catholic or basic christian beliefs is like that are very strong like the commandments like number three uh keep holy sabbath right people people just don't and it's like why do you call yourself something that you're not just say that you're non-denominational sure sure. that is that's i i've seen that a lot more uh, especially like among friends who say they're Catholic, yeah, who just don't do like it's like just say you're non-denominational. Don't even like say that you're part of a religion. Like if you're not going to follow the core beliefs, you know. Sure. Okay. So let me ask you this then. So you're saying like you know you should follow the Ten Commandments and things like that. Um, yeah. Why? I thought that when Jesus came back, he kind of. Uh, he undid that or he kind of removed the requirement for the Ten Commandments and then put in two new rules in their place, which are love your neighbor as yourself and love God with your whole heart, soul, mind and body and strength and all that stuff. Is that right? Or what happened with that? Did Jesus not like um, replace it with his new laws or? Uh, the way I understand it is there's still things that are like still followed right just because he did he i don't think he revoked previous things Mm. and from like 
church teachings still teach yeah like a uh, gamer Sabbath something in the podcast text chat mm. said it, it's still like church law if that makes sense right interesting yeah because i was uh, i actually worked with this girl who called herself a messianic jew and i don't know if you've heard of that but it's basically no i have not it's really really small it's it's a cult it's straight up a cult i one of these days i'm gonna do a video on this group but anyways it's basically um a jewish okay so it's a it's a christian because they believe jesus came back but they don't think that he undid the old testament laws so you still have to you can't eat shellfish you can't wear uh cotton and linen blends you can't you know you can't eat pork all that other good stuff and of course the ten commandments were just the first 10 of the 613 yeah, not the only commandments. commandments. Yeah. Um, so she followed the 10 or actually just the 613 commandments. She followed those. And so that's a lot like what it sounds like you're talking about is like where Jesus didn't undo the old laws. Um, you, you know, you're still supposed to live by them. Apparently is that, is that a fair assessment of it? Uh, with yeah, it's it's. I think you you should live by the things, and they seem you know if they're moral and stuff like that. Right. And I think now on the whole, the Old Testament is being more interpreted, at least in the circles I've been in, mm. uh, more fig- figuratively than literally. Right. Uh, well, that's good. And oh yeah, I I I cringe so hard when people are like saying evolution isn't real and stuff. Right? Oh god, it doesn't, I'm, I'm it glad doesn't to hear have that. to. It doesn't have to conflict with certain things because their tales meant to tell a, like make a point and say things. You know, sure. they don't always have to be literal. And it's like okay, if if this is has to be literal, well, it's wrong. So sure, sure, yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I mean, I I would like to think that. Uh, I, I've said this in recent videos, but I'd like to think that I can unite with Christians on against extremism. That's my goal, you know. Yeah, I I think extremism is terrible. It's just like, yeah. it's I mean they teach things that are biologically and just factually in, like wrong and impossible. Yeah, and it it doesn't have to be ex- all literal, all figurative. Like Jesus right. specifically in the Bible told stories and reference them as stories and not fact. And some people even take those literally. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like parables and stuff. Like, Yeah, yeah. Je- Jehovah's Witnesses are really bad with that. They'll just, like, they'll take two verses from any book, any chapter, any verse at all, and they'll just mash them together. They'll place them next to each other and then read one and then the other as though they were... Uh, you know, as, they, as though they were side-by-side side in the first place. And that's just yeah. creating... I mean, that's throwing context out completely, creating an entirely new book, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that's not how the book was written or intended to be read. Uh, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, Jesus says, hey, I'm going to tell you a story and it, it's got good morals. All right. And then people are like, oh, yeah, OK, OK. It's not a story. It's fact. Right. right. So, yeah. So, I've seen yeah. some of that, too. It's crazy. Yeah. And the like. For example, evolution, I still see a decent amount of people who are like Catholic and they're like, oh, I don't know about that. But uh, I believe the like the official church doesn't deny it and actually accepts it from my understanding. It's like, yeah, yeah, we've got facts. 
and we're, we're trying to follow them. Yeah, I've heard that actually. I've heard that the Catholic Church has kind of moved in a in a much more progressive direction with the uh, with evolution. They said you can pretty much believe what you want about it, as far as I know, and uh, and things like that. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's a good sign. And actually, Pope Francis, he's the new pope, right? Yeah, he's done pope. some things that I've been pretty unhappy with, but honestly, he's a hell of a lot better than the last pope. I'm pretty happy with the guy overall he's done progressive good things honestly so uh we could have worse i've seen some pretty bad popes we could have worse than francis so that take that as an endorsement if you want but anyway well i mean he he seems to be doing a decent job of like um, until like some of the uh what's it called sexual hold yeah yeah but mostly he's been having a pretty good public opinion amongst like basically everyone from like what I've seen. Yeah. Um, he's done a couple of other things too that kind of I, I wasn't a huge fan of. Like, for example, he, as far as I can remember, this may be incorrect, so correct me if I'm wrong here, but I I think that he doubled down on the whole condom situation in Africa, like s- continuing to tell people not to use condoms in Africa, um, where, you know, in AIDS-ridden Africa. That kind of bothered me. And then, of course, the sexual allegation situation... But as far as I know, um, it's like all the people at the top were involved in this, you know, this sexual thing, Uh, except for this guy, except for Francis. As far as I know, he wasn't involved at all um, at the time. I mean, that that could be incorrect. But, uh, you know, my opinion for Francis is a little bit higher than it has been for other popes. So he's got that going for him. Yeah, that that those uh the whole scandal and stuff, it's really just stuff like that. It it bugs me, but I'm glad that it's kind of known and not still hidden. Sure. It's like why do you have to hide stuff? Sure. And yeah, so yeah, I'm with you for sure. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad that went in a really good direction and in the way in, you know what I mean by that. Oh I'm yeah, it went in a good, good direction uh, yeah. because it came out, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely with you. Well, I appreciate you coming on and talking to me. I'm a little bit short on time, so I'm going to move on. But thanks again for coming on, and maybe I'll get you on again one of these days, okay? Peace out, Girl Scout. All right, later. Peace out, Girl Scout. I am quite honored. Quite honored indeed. Um, I was going to say Jehovah's Witnesses, of course, have had their own issues with... um, you know, with sexual allegations and, and all of this other junk. And it's actually been proven. I mean, it's it's past allegations at this point with Jehovah's Witnesses. It's past allegations with, um, with Catholicism, where both groups have been proven without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, they've even admitted to it in some cases. Jehovah's Witnesses had to pay $35 million recently to... Um, to make up for this cover-up that they perpetrated with, uh, you know, they, they basically told people not to contact the police, actively said to the elders, do not contact the police about this. We're keeping it internal. They disfellowshipped the guy, kicked him out of the congregation, this, this child molester, basically, was molesting his stepdaughter, I think. They, they disfellowshipped him, did not call the police. He, he got reinstated and then continued to offend. 
because they refused to call the police. And Jehovah's Witnesses just paid out 35, or no, I think they're appealing now, but they were just court ordered to pay $35 million for that. That's not the only case either. That's like, that's one of a ton, a ton of cases. But um, yeah, so both groups have kind of had their bad actors. Um, but like I said, I stand against extremism. Maybe we can unite against extremism. So anyway, uh, who was the next person listed? Do we have another person, Baphomet? Uh, I'm just running a last second check. Um, okay. The next person, the next patron is not available. So up next okay, is no Rocketini. Okay, cool. Let's see. Ours. I'm so bad at finding, uh, going through. Oh, yeah, I found it. Okay. Rocketini. Are you there? Testing? One, two, three. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm good. It's <laughs> good. So we haven't talked on here before, have we? Uh, no, I'm on voice too all the time. Not so much recently, but yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Huh. I've, I've got to get in there more often. Like every now and then I get into voice chat with people. Um, not terribly often though. I, I'd like to get in more often. It's just like finding the time is hard sometimes, you know? Yeah, I'm always on at like one in the morning, so you'll probably never see me. <laughs> one in the morning. Oh God. Well, I don't really have, I don't work a full time like office job anymore. So who knows? Maybe I'll be in there. But uh, what time zone are you in? Are you in Eastern time or? Um, well, I live in Texas, so oh, okay, I don't know. Texas. Okay. Um, you're probably an hour or two behind me. So two or three a.m. Yeah. is probably when I'd see you. But anyway, so what religion were you? Are you are you still religious or? Um, I'm not, but I grew up Pentecostal. Oh, okay. That's cool. So what was no. it like? I mean, I, I know a few Pentecostals or ex-Pentecostals, and they say some interesting things about it. What was it like for you? Well, um, I mean, it was hard to accept that that was, you know, a cult because, um, you know, it seems so normal when you yeah. grow up. Everyone around, like, I live in the deep, deep south, and, like, everyone I know was Pentecostal because it's very popular in Texas um, where I'm from like the southeast texas sure. and uh like towards louisiana but um then i you know after i watched your pentecostal video i was thinking about uh, my mom used to send me to the summer camp for like a week um every summer when i was a kid and uh they would like give th like they would dedicate one night and just like pretty much force us to try to speak in tongues for like really? four hours like seven-year-olds for four hours and try to just like push it on us. And I remember I, I could never do it. And I felt like so bad because I couldn't do it because it was so praised like, sure. oh, you're a child. And so it, that's the point when I started realizing like that was wrong. That was something that shouldn't have been done yeah. to lock in a room for four hours. And, like, I don't even think we were allowed to use the bathroom or anything. Like, we would have to stay in that room. And uh, it was, it was like, bad. That's bad crazy, man. Wow. They would, they would try to uh, slay us in spirit. So, you know, make us twitch out on the floor. Right. So what was that? Like, what happened when they did that? Can you describe that for people who may not know? Oh, to be slain in the spirit? Yeah, yeah. Um. So the what they would say is and we would see it in church uh all the time and it used to scare right. me and my mom used to get very angry when i would get scared right 
she would she would say that it was disrespectful that that's god blah blah blah, blah. but it, right. it scares children and um so essentially what they're trying to do is put the holy spirit in you so hard <laughs> that um that you you see you essentially have a seizure and um and it was just that's just crazy it's it's very scary because a lot of them they'll be you know seizing out on the floor and uh and be like yelling so yeah. the videos that you showed on your Pentecostal video mm-hmm. are very tame right um, like it gets pretty intense a lot of the time huh yes <laughs> um I really need to do an updated video. I actually, I remember doing that Pentecostal video. I think I did that like, I don't know, it's probably six months old, maybe even a year. I don't know. But it's, um, yeah, so I, I have a friend, the godless Iowan, is, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a YouTuber, and he's an ex-Pentecostal. And um, he actually did um, a video in response to my Pentecostal video and talked a little yeah. bit more about it. It was pretty interesting, but I would like to do a revised, new, updated version of that Pentecostal video because that's a really yeah, I, interesting group. I think I asked for one in your video ideas tab. But, okay, um, right, right. That's on the list for sure. It's like, super I, I interesting. Just, I don't remember what I said, but I, I cr- maybe it was an error corrections because I think there was an error that mm. I noticed yeah. but I don't, I don't remember that was that like, wouldn't surprise six, me yeah that was a few months ago there were a couple um, of errors in there I don't expect you to get everything right so yeah I do like, my best honestly, but it's hard because there's not much about Pentecostal because yeah. it's not super well-known cult you know yeah and um, also it varies a lot of the time from group to group and it's really hard to pin it down uh, but that's basically what the godless iowan did was kind of go through and talk about various things that uh, with which he disagreed with me um so well my mom grew up when they couldn't dance like you weren't allowed to dance and um they had to wear skirts and you know long yeah. but that's a different that's a different um denomination i think that's what my air correction was that there was a de- the the denomination you focused on right is very extremist but i grew up kind of less extreme so okay but anyway um yeah that's really interesting yeah that is on my list i really want to do another video on them because they're super interesting but yeah uh i appreciate you coming on i wish i had more time i did not expect to blow through that time so fast but uh we'll get you on another one of these times okay Okay. All right. Thanks for coming on and talking to me. All right. Bye. All right, bye. Maybe I'll see you in um, voice chat too uh, one of these days. But anyway, yeah. Um, I would really like to do another Pentecostal video. It's a super interesting group. And yeah, there were a oh. couple of errors in there. I, I would like to readdress that whole thing at some point. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's it's It is on the list. Did you, were you going to say something, Baphomet? Uh, yes. Someone, a random guy on YouTube says, why are you doing this during the SpaceX launch? Gosh, I'm so conflicted right now. Telltale or space? And Aww. here they are. So I assume they chose you. Oh, that's nice. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I think you made the right choice. But yeah, <laughs> honestly, you can go back and watch the podcast again. I mean, SpaceX launch. I didn't know SpaceX is launching something. That is super interesting, though. Um, 
But yeah, I, I try to schedule the podcast around different things. Like one year it was um, like during the Super Bowl or something. I had to change the time for that. But uh, anyway, yeah, do you have any more questions for me? Are there any questions left or... I accidentally closed the app instead of uh, hitting the push to talk, so that one was my bad. Uh, um, no problem. Uh, I have a longer comment from a Josh N, but I'll probably just DM that to you because okay, it's, that's fine. it's a mouthful. That's fine. Uh, that gay boy knows where you can find some music for your channel. Oh, really? Okay, royalty-free music? Uh, I'd assume so. And okay. uh, Note Sauce asks, have you heard of Branamites? I have not. I have not heard of that. Interesting. Um, by the way, I do see somebody added me a second ago, like literally like three seconds ago or something. Uh, eight people on the arc, so a max of four couples. This is Ghost of the Stars who added me. Eight people on the arc, so a max of four couples making kids at the start. 352 years later, there are apparently thousands of people. Let's say that there's an equal number of women and men in this time, and they start coupling and making kids at age 20. According to the math, which might be incorrect, there would be at max 1,900 people in the world. That is not thousands over time. Yeah, uh, thoughts on that uh, was her, her kind of her question there. Um, the math doesn't really add up at all, and it gets really complicated because you're working in um, in unknown exponents. So how many kids do each couple have do they have two kids each do they have one kid each do they have 10 kids each um the math gets really really complicated and how many of those kids die because at that time a lot of children died a lot of kids did not make it to adulthood or past the age of like seven um so the question is uh you know how many people survived and, and did any of those eight die? And they were siblings. I mean, I talked about this in a recent podcast, but uh, I looked this up for the purpose of writing a story at some point. But basically the absolute bare minimum that you need to, um, to populate a, say, populate Mars is 50 people minimum. 50-50 uh, males and females as far away from genetically related as physically possible. Um, 50 people, bare minimum, they, none of, they would all have to have children with each other. So all 25 men would have to have children with all 25 women. Um, I mean, it, it would be really, really complicated, really difficult. They'd have to have breeding councils and all kinds of stuff. 500 people would be a little bit less complicated but doable. Still have to have breeding councils. Wouldn't be able to have monogamy, really. Uh, everybody would still have to be polygamous. And then 5,000 people. That would be doable, probably without breeding councils. Polygamy would be encouraged, but not necessary. That's what my research turned up when trying to figure this out. So the claim that thousands of people came from eight people over 350 years is just ridiculous. I mean, there's... Zero truth to that. It is insane to think that that's accurate in any uh, sense of the word. But anyways, yeah, I appreciate you guys coming on. 
and listening to me ramble for an hour. It's been really interesting. Thank you, Baphomet, for helping me out with this. It's been no fun. No problem. Super useful. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'll talk to you guys next week.